Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey guys, did you know that 72% of client unhappiness is directly attributed to a lack of communication during projects? The team over at BuildBook has solved that problem once and for all with a tool that keeps all the conversations and decisions between you, your team, and your clients in one place. Their simple, powerful app helps you create daily logs, schedule and manage your client tasks, keep track of selections, process change orders, and so much more. I met the BuildBook team in Vegas at IBS earlier this year, where they were chosen as a finalist for the most innovative construction tool of 2020, which is saying a lot considering how many tools are actually out there. If you're looking to remove the stress from your projects, make your clients happier, and increase your profits, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BuildBook to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. There's absolutely no risk to try it. So go ahead and hit pause and text build book to 33777 to take advantage of the trial and score the 45% off. This deal isn't available anywhere else. So I recommend at least trying out the software. All right, let's dive into today's show. Hey, Dana, welcome to the show. All right, thanks, Spencer. Good to be here. I'm super excited about today's conversation because you, you and I had a, a fairly lengthy conversation about this before we hit record and, and I think a few weeks ago and, and we both got pretty fired up about it. So it should be a fun one. But for context, I guess, maybe tell our listeners what kind of spurred all this, what you were doing some research and why you were doing the research, but maybe you can just give a little bit of background there. So, you know, at, at BuildBook, we work with small to medium-sized construction companies, custom home builders, remodelers, specialty contractors. Most typically, from a marketing standpoint, they're, they're small teams. They're, they're doing all the marketing themselves. They're not experts in marketing, rightfully so. You know, they're experts in building and craft, craftsmanship. I had seen some, some articles and some, just some noise about, you know, the different marketplaces out there and mixed bag of feelings of like, are they worthwhile? And, you know, how much they're spending, honestly, you know, per year. And so I decided to do, as a marketer, uh, a little bit of research to figure out exactly what was going on with those. It was pretty telling, you know, once I started digging into these marketplaces, exactly what, what they were charging and the way in which they're operating. And so that really was the basis for writing an article just to kind of expose, not, not to call them out per se, like these marketplaces, but just to really bring to surface the, the, the way in which they operate. So there's full transparency so that a small to medium-sized builder that doesn't have a big budget per se can go into it with eyes wide open. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's great. And, and when you're talking about these marketplaces, what are some examples of, you know, those types of marketplaces so people know what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, we have the most popular ones, which are like Angie's List, Home Advisor, House, and then, you know, you have Porch, which is somewhat of a newcomer, not as large. But those are, you know, House and Home Advisor really are the two that get spoken about the most. And 
honestly, the articles were mostly written about them, you know, as the platforms. But interestingly enough, in what I, I guess I learned along the way was that Angie's List and HomeAdvisor are owned by the same company. Yep. Yeah. I think that was two or three years ago. They, uh, I forget who purchased who, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're all wrapped up, and they decided to just keep the brands separate. Which I mean, makes makes sense to me why they did that. But yeah, they're probably trying to just cobble together all of these, you know, lead gen, you know, aggregator sites and <laughs> right, you know, cross sell all the leads. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> right. So so as you got into the weeds a little bit more, what were some things that you started to uncover? Well. Yeah, first and foremost, I, I wanted to figure out what what the options were for for a builder or remodeler, you know, in terms of promoting their business on one of these platforms. So we'll just use House as an example. And House, you can create a free profile on House, right? So there mm-hmm. there is no cost involved in that. Obviously, you're not going to get all the benefits that House has to offer with just a free profile. But of that's course, that's yeah. a baseline starting point, right? which is completely fine. And it's, it's a way to give your business more exposure, right? But obviously, what, what House is in the business of, they're a for-profit business. So they're looking for ways to, to, to drive revenue. And one of the ways they do that is by you know, allowing you to advertise or become a sponsored sort of listing and so on and so forth. And honestly, this is kind of where it, it begins to get a little, little hairy, is that you know, the way in which House drives traffic is largely through SEO. And I'll, I'll touch on that in just a minute. But, you know, at your, your listeners are, are astute when it comes to, to SEO and marketing because they, they listen to your, your guidance. But obviously, you know, that heavily relies on content. And so what I decided to do was I used a, a very basic search in Google. And I, I did kitchen remodeler in and then I used a blank, right? Sure, whatever the location f- was. Yep, and I just started filling in cities. And, and, and to make it more organic and pure, I used incognito window, and I did a new incognito you know, window every time so that it didn't know my location, it didn't have any IP information, so it wasn't biased towards results, right? And so I literally just, whatever city came to mind, I just started entering them in. And what I found was that on the first page of results, these marketplaces controlled that first page. So you would see it would be Angie's List, it would be Home Advisor, it would be House, it would be Porch, it would be Thumbtack. And rather than it being an individual builder or remodeler that I'm getting, I'm getting the top 15 or the top 10 or the top 25. And so what, it, what occurred to me is like, okay, so they're getting high rankings. Which is, which is how they're driving traffic. And it's being done based off the content that's being provided to them, i.e. the small and medium-sized builders, that, which represent the largest majority of people on these marketplaces and these platforms, are creating all, all this content. So if I'm a kitchen remodeler in Atlanta, right, my profile is going to say, like, I serve the Atlanta area and I'm a kitchen remodeler. Well, those are, those are all meta tags. Those are all data points those are all pieces of content for House and for these and for Home Advisor and for Angie's List, and those are all the things that Google is, is crawling for and searching. Well, you know, rightfully so. House can't control the first page with multiple listings all of of kitchen remodelers in in Atlanta, right? So what they have to do is they have to consolidate it into a list, which is perfectly fine, a directory of sorts, right? 
But when they start to categorize them, it's not always based off organic means. And that's where we start to get into some of the sort of the the, the, the competitive nature, the less to the disadvantaged. Yeah. And so if you guys are tracking along with this, I'm just going to kind of quickly replay the bullet points of this. How's as an example, you know, and we'll, we'll use Atlanta because you mentioned it. So they get a bunch of remodelers in Atlanta to create free profiles on their site. And then they create a aggregate listing of those remodelers. And that's the the page that's kitchen remodelers in Atlanta. And then they're summarizing those. Well, Howes, because they're a massive website, they've built up a ton of authority with Google. To your point, Dana, they're ranking number one, right? When you typed in kitchen remodeler in Atlanta, then they're one, two, or three, or whatever it is, they show up in that top result. So now when you click through, or the end user, I should say, that consumer, that homeowner, they click on this result. Now we're not relying on Google to decide what was the best information in their algorithm. Now we're in the house system, and then they're charging different remodelers to show up high on their list. So they're leveraging, their website is built on the backs of all the remodelers around the country to build up a really authoritative site. And they do their own content generation too. They have a blog and they're doing some things that a lot of us do to improve our SEO. But then they're funneling all that traffic to them and then charging it back to, you know, the people that that honestly should be ranking in Google because, hey, if I type in kitchen remodeler in, you know, Atlanta, I'm hoping to get a list of those remodelers and then I can look at reviews and do all that. And so I guess at the end of the day, they're in a way competing with Google and maybe saying, hey, we, we've kind of gamed the system in the sense that we're going to convert you know, and control the ability to rank these companies our own way versus the Google way. And I guess you could really go down that rabbit trail and say, well, is Google the best way? Well, I would argue that at least they're trying to deliver the best results for free to the end user, whereas houses is charging it. And it's pretty clear which is, which is paid and which is organic with Google. So anyway, that's the, the I guess, said differently, you know, kind of what you're finding there. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I would also add to that, that Google makes it, make, makes it fair in terms of, of advertising because there's a bidding system in place. Correct. Right? So if, if I wanted to own position one in sponsored keywords, I could pay for that. Right. Whereas with marketplaces, and I'm just going to say marketplaces, period. I'm not going to point figures at any one platform right now, but mo- most of them, well, it's a, it's a flat rate system, right? And so what you're doing is you're paying a certain amount of money to be a sponsored listing so that you're higher in the ranking, but it's not on a bidding system. So you, you don't necessarily outbid somebody else, nor do you know what anybody else is spending. So there's no visibility into that. And it's based on zones. So if I wanted to say I'm a kitchen remodeler in Atlanta, well, Atlanta's a big city. And I don't know this to be fact, but I'm guessing that it's probably like some of the other bigger cities where they make them into zones. And so you're buying on a per zone basis and you're paying for a, a year in advance. Well, for example, if there are 150 kitchen remodelers that are all paying this fee to be part of that sponsored listing, there is no ranking system in place there. So not only are you paying for it, but you're getting 
but the more people that get added and are sponsoring that, the worse off you are as an advertiser because now it's just become a rotation system. And so there's actually, uh, I found quite a few you know, comments of, of, of people and you don't have to look far. I mean, you can look on even Houses Pro to Pro forum, the, yeah. their discussion board. You can see these discussions in the open uh, of people talking about this, of, of, of you know, only showing up out of one out of every hundred times they search for that category on the top. And these are people that paid. I mean, think about right. the people that aren't paying, right? Yeah. And they, they say they'll limit, you know, the, the number of companies per area, but, you know, eventually they're, they have to change that model, which is, I think, why stuff like Atlanta gets broken up into different markets or, you know, big cities, they have to break them up. Uh, into these kind of subsections, but then a lot of times that's like that's not how our companies operate. You might be working across two or three zones, but then you have to pay for those two or three zones. And uh, right. and back to your earlier point too about the bidding and the fairness. I think that was a good point. You know, Google has a system with their ads, and everyone knows the system. And if you want to rank one, you're competing against other people, and you can outbid them to show up at the top. Whereas House, you're just kind of Hey, I'm paying this monthly fee or annual fee and it is what it is. And they're just going to put me in there. However, but the interesting thing is, because we have a lot of customers that were using house pro. So paying for it. And then everyone is pretty much using the free profile because why not? It's more exposure, like you said at the beginning, but almost every time, you know, at renewal, they're looking at the data and we can see the data through the system that we use, like how many leads and customers are you getting through that channel? And a lot of times it's not worthwhile. So like, yeah, just cancel it. We'll keep using the free profile. Like if we get some leads there, great. And then the negotiation starts, they'll, they'll drop your price in half. They'll you know, give you some deal to just keep you on. And so if you think about that layered in, you have no idea what people are paying. They might be on some screaming deal just because they negotiated and you didn't. And, you know, so yeah, yeah it, it gets a little bit dicey in there. There is clearly no visibility whatsoever into that they don't they don't even expose the pricing right like there's no right. there's no pricing tiers the only pricing tier that you'll see you know using house for example is their basic you know recurring monthly fee and they mentioned i think in their biggest tier which is like 200 and some dollars a month they mention a premium listing but they don't go into detail about exactly what that means yeah so I, i'm not really sure you know one interesting point to, to the, the topic of having the exposure. Exposure is one thing, right? You know, having a page there largely isn't going to hurt you. You could argue that you're getting usurped though, you know, in Google search mm-hmm. by having that because you are feeding them content. And, you know, the way that we started this conversation a couple of weeks ago was, you know, we, we, we ourselves at BuildBook, uh, one of the co-founders, Ryan Miller, he, he's a custom home builder. And he just happens to be outside of Atlanta. So that's why Atlanta comes to mind. But, you know, we're, we're very protective of small to medium-sized businesses because we know what that's like. We know that they have small budgets. We know that their resources are limited. Their time is limited. Their money's limited. And seeing companies being built off the backs of these without them getting the benefit, the mutual benefit of that, is the hard thing for us to stomach, right? And that's kind of what exposed all this. And so you have to wonder, it's like, all right, what are the clear benefits of having this? Sure, additional exposure. If you have a free, free listing, it doesn't really cost you anything per se money-wise. 
the opportunity cost is, yeah, you're giving away your content to help this marketplace get more content within this area, right? So the more remodelers or builders there are in Atlanta, the better it is for a house because the higher they're going to rank is the more content. So you could argue, though, that, all right, well, houses got a large amount of domain authority. And the fact that you have a profile in house and that link in your profile links back to your website in turn helps you. So I went down that path, that rabbit hole to see <laughs> how accurate that is. And so what I did is I, I looked at, uh, I use a tool called SpyFu, you know, to, to sort of look at who are the companies that are these, I just took a sampling of, of companies that were on house and home advisor and just to see the ones that sponsored versus the ones that didn't sponsor and just to see what kind of backlinks they had, you know, what kind of, you know, authority, authoritative sites are linking back to them. I never found one link that originated back from, from House or from HomeAdvisor on either one of those as, as a high-ranking domain. That's not to say it doesn't apply, but it got me curious. So I then kind of just looked into the, the source code of those websites to see sort of what the meta tag systems look like. And it, it, it all kind of checked out. I heard, I heard a little bit of, uh, there was some discussions a while back about maybe they're doing some no-follow tactics. I couldn't find any proof of that. But what I did find is that in certain cases, in house in particular, the, when you link your URL in there, they're doing a redirect. So you're actually not benefiting from that link back to your website. There's a mm. s- very minor amount of SEO value that you're actually getting from that for your own website because, of course, they're tracking that link. So it's a tracking URL that they're redirecting you to before they send you back to your website. And that's just something that people need to be aware of, right? Like, sure, you can, you can get the exposure, have the profile up there. You, get, you, know, you can have your portfolio. It's an easy place to, to send people. And you will show up organically if you optimize your, your profile page you will show up organically on their listings, you know, so why not? But just be fully aware of going into it, what you're getting. If you've followed Builder Funnel for even a little bit, you know we're huge believers in the inbound marketing methodology. One of the most important phases is the client delight phase. By delighting customers, you turn them into promoters of your business and your brand. The only way to get people to go out of their way to sing your praises is to wow them throughout the process. This is something the guys over at BillBook are helping you do. Better communication leads to better outcomes. And that means communication at every level. Daily logs, client selections, punch lists, and change orders. Today, that communication gets super fragmented between email, text, and phone calls. And inevitably, things fall through the cracks. With BuildBook, everything funnels through one simple app, keeping everyone on the same page and your clients filled with delight. No more digging through texts or random emails looking for client approvals. Just one place to see everything going on with a project. And as a reminder, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BuildBook to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. All right, let's get back to the show. And that's a super good point. You know, I mean, basically, you're, you're now playing in two worlds and two systems. You know, you're trying to rank your website 
organically to show up in Google. And then you're trying to rank your house profile to show up and rank organically within their search algorithm. And at this point, it's kind of hard to, to make the statement like, oh, just delete your house profile because you know, then you're not helping them, but they have so much momentum, their site's so powerful, like everyone would have to commit to that move to kind of (laughs) take them out. So at this point, it's almost like, yeah, play the game. But to your point, you know, like know the game you're playing and that you are probably benefiting them more than you. But if you can leverage that free profile, great. Like that could still benefit you. The pro, it's been interesting I feel like over the years, we still have maybe a couple clients that are using it because however their market is working, like they're getting enough leads that it, that it justifies it. But most people have just converted to the, the free profile because of some of the things we already talked about. What else did you uncover as you went down all these bunny trails? Anything interesting? Well, yeah, I'll tell you. You know, I was curious just how big of an impact the small to medium-sized builder has on the growth of these marketplaces. Mm. And so I went and looked at their traffic over the last six months. Like when I say there, I mean marketplaces, just to see how much traffic they get because they tout these big numbers, right? They, they're saying we have 40 million consumers or home, homeowners, you know, on our platform or, you know, whatever these big numbers are, right? So I wanted to like break down their traffic, see where it's coming from. And it's true. They, they're getting a, getting a ton of traffic. So home advisor and house in particular over the last six months, they each respectively have gotten about 22 million, 20 million visitors over the last six months. But what's more interesting about that is the breakdown of that, of that traffic and where it's coming from. So in the case of house, 68% of that traffic is coming from search. In the case of home advisor, it's 70%. So very consistent. Two thirds of their traffic is coming from search. And when you say search, you mean organic search? Organic search. Yes. Yeah. And in the case of actual ad spend, like house display advertising represents 0.6% of their traffic. So they're not spending a dime driving traffic for you. They're taking your content. This is the reality. It maybe sounds harsh in the way I'm describing it, but it's really true. Is they rely on the people to set up profiles to create content to take that position, right? Yes. So, Essentially, what they're doing is they're using your content to get to the first page of Google results. And then in turn, they're selling those leads to the highest bidder. So the real disadvantage is to the small and medium-sized company that can't afford to be high ranking there. But they're the ones that are contributing this content to make it happen, right? So the real benefit is to the big big players. Absolutely. Now, I'm curious if you've found this as well. So you mentioned display ads because I, I know that HomeAdvisor used to do, do a, a ton of kind of traditional pay-per-click, you know, so search-based ads. And anytime you do a similar search, you know, kitchen remodeling, Atlanta, Denver, wherever, that first ad or second ad would typically be HomeAdvisor. And I think they were just getting really good at paid ads and they could outperform and outbid and and they were doing some good optimization. So they were just saying, Hey, we can generate leads at a better rate. And then they would resell the leads. Did you see much in the way of search ads or anything like that, where you said it pretty much dropped to like 1%. And so maybe that was their original strategy was use, be better at paid ads initially, build up these big marketplaces and then 
cut that paid spend to zero and then profitability skyrockets. Yeah. Home advisor, I didn't take note of their spend, but it was higher than house. And I do recall seeing Home Advisor and Angie's list on some sponsored listings sure. on, on Google results. So they are they are spending. And here's an interesting thing to consider too. Google is now starting to get into this space as well with Google Home Services. Yep. And obviously they're rewarding the marketplaces right now. And it's not just in the construction space either. There's marketplaces across every industry, right? And you can even throw a thumbtack in your you know, as because Thumbtack does apply across industries. But what's interesting is, is how long will they benefit from Google and Google results if Google is truly getting into this home services side? And it does argue, like it, it begs the question, it's like, well, you, you'd be much better off playing with the, you know, it's, it's the kingpin, right? Like if, if you're following the, the path of the drug dealer, you know, there's the one on the street that that one goes to the supplier and that ultimately <laughs> goes to the, you know, the cartel. Well, the cartel in this case is, is Google, right? For so sure. So if, if you go right directly to the source and you start planning Google home services, that might be the better path is just to start going direct there because you could argue that eventually Google is just going to usurp now these marketplaces. Yeah, it, it's very likely. I mean, they did bomb out with Google Plus trying to compete with other social networks. But uh, in this case, they have a lot more control. And it's not like people are super thrilled with their other options in terms of these marketplaces. So, you know, whereas yeah. people maybe were more attached to Facebook or, you know, Instagram or whatever. And so, yeah, I think that's a wise, you know, uh, note to make is, hey, see what that's all about, be an early adopter of that. Because I know the, those were some big winners too. We had some clients that we started working with back in 2013 or you know that time frame, and they were early house users. I mean, they were cranking leads because there was almost nobody else on the platform and, and house was trying to do a good job to feed them leads and say, hey, this is a great service. It's worthwhile. And so could be the same thing with Google if you if you get in early and then yeah as with all things they get more crowded they get more competitive and you know that's what you see across the board with all of these channels even Google you know if you're looking at paid ads or organic and trying to rank your own site versus the big guys or your own competition so right. you know a- anything else that you found or kind of recommendations or takeaway where you're kind of like oh okay so this is the landscape we're playing in like what should these small and mid-sized builders or modelers be, be doing with this information now that we've kind of like shed some light on some of this? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I feel like you just, if we're speaking to small to medium-sized construction businesses, you have a limited budget and you need to be intelligent about that budget. You have, you have to ask yourself, you know, are you looking for more leads or are you looking for quality leads, right? Like that's question number one. And then what are you willing to spend or what can you spend to acquire a lead, right? So if your average job is 10,000, you know, and of that you have, you're making, let's just say 3,000 after all materials and labor is paid for. Okay. So you're left with 3,000. How much of that 3,000 are you willing to spend to, to buy a, like a, a sale, a new client? Is it 500? Is it 250? Is it you know, whatever. And then use that as your basis for measurement. I mean, th- it's across the board, but look, the, the rates aren't really exposed on these marketplaces as, in terms of what you're paying. 
you probably know more than I do because you've had clients work work with some of these. But you know what I've seen is people spending fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars per month, and these aren't just monthly contracts. This is an annual contract, and you know I don't want to go down this road. There's plenty of research out there, but if you go to Best, Better Business Bureau and you look up any one of these, look up Angelist, look up House, look up Home Advisor. Every all three of those are one star ratings on. Better Business Bureau. Just read the comments. Read the comments about the contracts and people trying to get out of the contracts. So be aware that if you're going into this and you're going to try this, you know, you could be spending, let's say, a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month, and you're going to be locked into it for a year. So how many new clients do you need to generate to pay off not just get an equal amount of work that equals that cost, but really from a profit margin standpoint, how many clients do you need to generate in order to pay for a $24,000 a year ad spend? Yeah, those are great, great questions to be asking. I mean, you should be running those numbers for, for all your channels and your, your marketing investments. And we just uh, talked about recently on the podcast, like running those sales numbers, figuring out your cost of acquisition, you know, and those types of, of metrics. And that's a great place to start, you know, and, and I think that even leads into another topic, which we won't dive into today, but you, you have to be tracking your, your leads and you know, yeah. using a CRM and using, you know, those tools to be able to, to run those types of numbers. But yeah, that, I think that's a great point of evaluation. You know, if you're on these platforms, if you're spending the money, go back and look at 2019 numbers, look at the first half of 2020 see what the lead flow was. Did you close any deals? What were those deals worth? And then just do a quick spot check. Like, hey, is this close? Am I, is it way out of whack? Or, you know, maybe you're crushing it. You know, uh, you could be one of those companies. What else? Uh, you mentioned the Google, you know, marketplace is probably a good place to start investing. Is there anything else that people should be thinking about or, you know, with, with kind of your findings here? Yeah. I mean, in terms of the marketplaces, I, I still... You, you could still make a really strong case that having a free profile is good just from the additional exposure. I mean, why not be where people are searching? Because clearly people are, are using those platforms for it. You have to ask yourself, are, are they the right leads? Well, that's time will tell, right? Like the people that you talk to, where are they coming from? Are they qualified? Where are your most qualified leads coming from? You know, we might get into this, but we're, we have an article that we, that we wrote and at the end of that article, we put together a, a guide on uh, a bunch of different ways that you can uh, market your business in like low cost and no cost methods, right? So ways to generate leads that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg, creative, unconventional sort of paths. Like there's a ton of options out there, right? As you know. And so this is just one channel, like marketplaces are just one channel. And I guess kind of the, the point of this research and, and going through and doing this article and having, you know, having this conversation with you is just to educate and allow people to be more aware of what they're getting into. At BuildBook, we have no dog in this fight. You know, we're, not, we're not a marketplace. We're not competing against them. We're not competing for ad dollars. You know, so we're not, we're, we're not trying to sway people away from doing any one thing other than just you know, giving people the, the information that they, they need to know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, yeah, with, with better information, you can make better decisions. So hopefully this conversation has helped a lot of people just 
hey, this is the reality of the situation. You know, is it working for me? And I always tell people, like, I'm never going to tell you to stop doing something that's working. So if, by all means, if one of these marketplaces, you know, how's Angie's List, Home Advisor, if it's working for you, keep doing it, you know, keep doing that for your business. But if it's not, these are maybe some of the reasons why and some of the things you should be aware of. But Dana, if people want to connect more with you or find this article or, you know, what's the best place to, to go and kind of dive a little deeper into the rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the article you can find on our blog. So we're, we're at buildbook.co. So that's B-U-I-L-D-B-O-O-K.co. If you go on there on the top bar, you'll see the blog icon. Just go in there, you'll find the article. And yeah, that's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dig a little deeper in that. If anybody wants to reach out to me directly, I am the, the head of marketing over at BuildBooks. So marketing is in my DNA. Uh, I've been in it for quite some time. Mixed bag of different, you know, companies and industries. So uh, I've been around the block, so to speak. So I can be reached at Dana, D-A-N-A at BuildBook.co. Cool. That's awesome. And uh, for everybody listening to you, we'll, uh, as always, put those links in the show notes so you guys can find those super easily. Dana, before we wrap, uh, we, we have one last segment of the show. We always ask uh, our guests the same five questions. We call this segment the Fast Five. So I'm going to hit you with five rapid fire questions and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Alrighty. So first one, favorite business book and why? Well, the one that has the biggest impact on me in my career, because I'm a geek when it comes to marketing, is the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a great it, one. <laughs> pretty much my Bible. You know, it got me down the path of just thinking in the right way. So that's the one that's had a big, the biggest impact on me. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Who is the most inspirational person in your life? It's, it's going to be a cliche statement, but it's my dad. It's one of those things that I didn't appreciate growing up. But then as you look back on it, you go, oh, I got that from him. Oh, I got that from him. You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, he kind of always pushed me in the right direction without even knowing that he did. So easily that, it's my dad. Um, one, one little uh, sidebar that I'll throw out there as a secondary is uh, Robert Stevens, the founder of Geek Squad. From a marketing standpoint, he's my idol. And the ironic thing is he's not even a marketer. He doesn't call himself a marketer, but he's the most brilliant marketer I've ever come across. And if, you ever, uh, if you're ever curious about the things that he's done, look up Robert Stevens, just Google him, and you'll, you'll see some of his talks. Well worth it. Cool. Well, I'll be checking those out for sure. Cause I, yeah, I don't know much about them. So that's awesome. All right. If you could have one superpower, what would that be? You know, I, I was prepared for this <laughs> and I still don't know what this is. It's probably, I mean, it's so lame, but it's gotta be flight. Like only because I, I want to be places faster. So I, yeah, it's lame. Yeah. I don't know. It's a common answer. I think like there's something about flying that, you know, humans want to do. Maybe it's just because we can't, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of benefits to us. <laughs> All right. Uh, describe yourself in three words. Creative, probably, uh, I don't know, energetic. And I, how about uncertain? Because I can't, can't think of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good one. All right. If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice as we wrap, what would that be? Yeah, this one I, this one I did prepare for because it's something that I've said for a long time. This is something I've lived by for quite some time and it's ABC, which is always be curious. I feel like curiosity is what just drives you to just continually learn, right? And wanting to know how things work 
how like how things are done, how it's, it's always super interesting to me. Um, when my kids were really young, we'd watch uh, how it's made videos and they were fascinated by them, you know, and it's just like, just looking at the processes of how, how businesses operate, and, you know, just humans and everything. I just think uh, having curiosity on a daily basis forces you to learn something new each day. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And uh, yeah, and on that note, if you're curious to learn more about what we talked about today, head over to the Build Book blog. Seriously, Dana, this was a great conversation and there's a lot to be learned here. So thanks for carving out the time and and, uh, joining me today. Thanks for the opportunity. I love chatting with you. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.